Ladies and gentlemen, the story you are about to hear is true. The names have been changed to protect the innocent. Broadcast it live. There are balls coming from all over the place. Left field, center field, right field. See, this this is the kind of thing, quite honestly, right now, that makes you want to see the Chicago Cubs team lose. Now, are you just saying you want to have fun, or do you really want to have fun? It'll be fun. Will the next person that sees anybody throw anything onto this field, point them out, or get them out of here? You don't live in Cleveland! You talking to me? You talking to me? That is the farthest thing in the universe from the truth. Hello, everyone, live. It's the Dan Scott Show. And right there is your host, Dan Scott. The Dan Scott Show, also known as Grumpy Old Broadcasters, the podcast. And welcome back. We were a week away. Uh, Missed last week, but back on track this week. This is episode 32 of the podcast version of our get-together. Hope that everything is going well where you are, and we've got a a, a good one lined up for you today. Again, I say that all the time, but I, I really believe that. Uh, every time that we uh, come before you. Now, I will tell you, it's going to be different today because uh, both Tom Van Hoy and Dave Glenn are on assignment. But one of the original Grumpy Guys is back, and, and we're working hard to start getting the band back together on a consistent basis again. Cobb Oxford will be here for the run of the podcast today, and uh, you'll get his unique take and, and, and underline that word unique on many different things. As we go through the course of our get-together, we're going to be talking uh, NCAA championship basketball. We're recording this on Monday, so the game is tonight. Uh, Off the court, some big news. uh, Where North Carolina basketball is concerned, we are located in the heart of ACC country, and Cobb has a very much, uh, you can't call it a love-hate relationship with North Carolina. It's a despise-hate relationship but we'll get his thoughts on Roy Williams retiring and what's next for the Baby Blue. And uh, also, of course, Major League Baseball's opening weekend is done, and we will talk more about uh, what we've seen through that first weekend. This used to be the traditional opening day for Major League Baseball, and what a great Monday it was. You had <clears throat> opening day during the afternoon and then the NCAA championship game at night. Major League Baseball shifted its schedule a few years ago to start on Thursdays now. So it's kind of taken a little bit of that luster off, but not much because it's still happening within the same three or four day period. I want to, before we get to break, uh, remind you of a couple of things sponsor wise. We want to uh, thank our, our sponsors for joining us here. Uh, Brian Dooley and Pickens family chiropractic, the hall of fame sports grill uh, on Wade Hampton Boulevard in Greenville, Hank's beverage in Greenville, Ed, Patterson, your state farm agent at Cherrydale Plaza, Atlanta Bread Company, also at Cherrydale, Motive Jim, Booty Cothran is our uh, American Ninja Warrior here in the uh, upstate of South Carolina. He's got a new Ninja Warrior gym you're going to be hearing about. And then um, coming up uh, in the next week or so, I'm going to be very, very happy to start telling you about my good friend Scott Fowler and Guaranteed Rate. And there's a personal reason for that. Now, 
above and beyond all that, the presenting sponsor of the podcast is Tadaro Pizza. They are located on uh, Markley Street in Greenville, in the West End, just down the block from uh, the uh, Greenville Drive Stadium, Floor Field at the West End. As things are opening up and as the weather is getting warm, you have the option of dining inside or outside uh, at Tadaro Pizza. And I keep telling you, it's bucket list pizza. If you've never been there, if you're not from the uh, Greenville area and you find yourself coming in, you need to put Tadaro Pizza on your food to-do list. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. So many different options, and they have done just incredible work to provide a safe environment for you to continue to get the great food that they offer. The people there, John and his staff, just incredible. Uh, if you are in the Clemson area, don't forget that that location is still open, the Sloan Street location for uh, pickup and delivery only. Hopefully they'll be open for dining uh, inside as well in the not-too-distant future. Todaropizza.com is the website, T-O-D-A-R-O pizza.com. You can find them on uh, Facebook as well, and we uh, encourage you to uh, check out what I call, again, Bucket List Pizza and thank them for their sponsorship of Grumpy Old Broadcasters. All right, to break we go, and we'll return and get things rolling right after this. Don't go away. Every sports fan's goal should be make it to the Hall of Fame. Well, we have you covered with Hall of Fame Sports Grill at 531 Wade Hampton Boulevard in Greenville. Known for their great food and fantastic daily specials, Hall of Fame has you covered with all the game action on their 30 televisions. Plus weekly events like Tuesday night's Bar Trivia for Dummies, Wednesday night's Music Bingo, Thursday night's Dirty Bingo, and Karaoke with Fred Rock every Friday. That's 531 Wade Hampton Boulevard, HalloFameSportsGrill.com. Dan Scott here for the Atlanta Bread Company. What do I like about Atlanta Bread? Well, too much to mention in a short commercial, but here are a few things. Bread baked daily fresh on site, a tremendous selection of soup, sandwiches, and salads, seasonal special additions to the menu, delicious hot coffee, and a bevy of other drink options, and yeah, can't forget about the baked sweet goodies. Dine in or carry out, and when you have the Atlanta Bread Company app, you can order and pay online, then breeze past the lines to the pickup counter to get your food. Experience it for yourself. That's the Atlanta Bread Company, Cherrydale Point in Greenville. Let me tell you something, Cowboy. This rookie can really bring the heat. He's smoky and spicy with a Chipotle style all his own. It's a new Montgomery and Chipotle barbecue sauce. Make it a part of your home team. Available now at your neighborhood grocer or online at CincyFavorites.com. All right, we are back at it. Actually, just getting things cranked up here on this uh, latest edition of our uh, get-together. A lot of different words I could use for it, but uh, get-together probably is the safest one right now. As well, mentioned... Huddle comes to mind. H huddle, that's that's good. Uh, Tom Van Hoy, Dave Glenn, both uh, on assignment today. <clears throat> that's how uh, we're phrasing it. I, they heard I was going to be on, and they ran for cover. That is the golden voice of Cobb Oxford, one of the original grumpy guys. And uh, it's good to see you, my friend. Yeah, good to see you. How you doing? Doing well. We are... Um, I just uh, took a little quick look. Looks like your your boys have hit a rough patch. Um, how is spring football? 
Uh, it started off pretty well. Yeah. And it, it has um, it has gone into the old tankaroo here in the last couple of outings. Uh, three and three through six games. We have two left. Playoffs. Uh, I'm talking about Furman uh, playing spring football. Playoffs are are now uh, pretty much off the table, and mm-hmm. uh, it, it's a um, it's a matter of just trying to finish as strong as you can and 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 get better and start focusing on the fall. Oh, yeah. Um, I I will say this though, <laughs> unlike some teams uh, in in our conference, even uh, th- this team has remained fully invested in playing football this spring and the enthusiasm level has been high. The work ethic has been fantastic. The effort has been, has been everything you would hope it would be despite the fact that the results haven't gone the way that we wanted to. But unlike a lot of teams who are uh, just kind of getting through this spring and don't really want to be here quite honestly. And some who didn't want to be here, who just went ahead and shut it down. um, These kids want to play. And uh, so it's been it's been good to see from that standpoint, and just hope it's going to lead to good things come the fall. Well, all you can do is ask for consistent effort, and um, as long as you got that, I'm as a fan, I don't think you can ever complain as long as your team gives everything they've got. And uh, so, but it uh, and you can look at it as a more intense spring practice too i mean i uh, it's going to be interesting to see what effect eight games in the spring has on the fall schedule i you know and, uh, a lot of people have have um <clears throat> you know thrown that up as well you know we don't want these kids playing you know 20 games in an, in a eight or nine month period and there, there's, there's a lot of back and forth yeah. a lot of back and forth on that um and I kids guess want to play. Kids want to play. The, and then you know, this is the. I guess this is where the grumpy of grumpy old broadcasters comes in. But you know, I'll be fifty-four in, in less than two weeks, and I know you're a little older than that. Oh yeah. They're 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 eighteen to twenty-two. Right. They're they're right. They're, in, they're in the prime condition of their life. They, they'll be fine. Mm-hmm. They, they'll be fine. Let them play and and, and right. go at it. So, um. Anyway, that that's uh, that's my story. And I'm sticking to it. How, how have you been? Uh, we're doing this by doing Zoom, okay. so so Cobb and I can I'm, see each other. Obviously, you yeah, can. yeah, I'm doing okay. I uh, it's been uh, well. We're getting back to, I mean, uh, getting back to normal. And uh, I told somebody the I, other day that that I just want to get back to my normal state of abnormality. Yeah, well, that's true too. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. And I'm <clears> and I'm, but I but through the whole thing, I've stayed pretty abnormal. So. Uh, you didn't have much of but, a choice. No, but yeah, you know, I got my got my shots and and it's uh and survived the end of uh, a disappointing end to a basketball season and uh, disappointing starts to baseball seasons and uh, so it uh, but yeah everything you know but of course it's Masters week so everything's great. Um, should be a wonderful week in Augusta and weather should be pretty darn near perfect. And, uh, so it's back. It's good that that's back and there will be a few people on the grounds, but not your normal crowds. But, um, the, the sale of pimento cheese sandwiches will be down uh, drastically. I have for the second year in a row, I have my taste of the masters coming. Oh yeah. 
because they didn't allow fans, they had a somewhat brilliant marketing idea and they will send you uh, some pimento cheese, some egg salad, some barbecue, some potato chips, some chocolate chip cookies, all from the concession stand at Augusta. So you fell for it, hook, line, and sinker. Oh, big time. And you can sit there and watch the tournament on Saturday and have your pimento cheese sandwich. And your, I'm not a big egg salad fan, but um, but the barbecue is pretty good. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's it's fun. Drink, um, drink a half and half. An Arnold Palmer while you're Arnold watching Palmer, the golf, yeah. yeah. Have the Arnold Palmer, yeah. But and they send you twenty five of the cups, and I mean it. You know, it's that's a pretty those boys. Nothing gets by those boys. You know, they they are the they are the titans of industry. So obviously, they have uh, access to some brilliant marketing people, and uh, I just wonder if one day this is going to lead to them. If you and I. I had tickets to the women's tournament two years ago. Well, of course, that was canceled. Well, then again, this year, they canceled my tickets. So in lieu of canceling your tickets, if you win them through the lottery, they set up an online shop. Now, it doesn't have all of the items that they have at Augusta, but it had, you know, shirts, hats, stuff like that. And you always wonder why... There's just so much money sitting on the table if they were just doing a year-round online golf shop. Maybe they and, feel like uh, that would take away well, from you know, the, 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 the mystique that, and the exclusivity. Has, I think that ship has sailed. You think with so? The, uh, with the, you know, it used to be if you saw somebody walking around with one of those logos, you knew that they had, they had been on the grounds and, uh, Nowadays, I don't think that's necessarily true. Uh, you, you see, if you go down there for a practice day, you see people taking armloads and armloads and armloads of stuff back to the car, and you know that's headed directly for eBay once they get home. So, <laughs> you know, so I, I don't, I don't think the that exclusivity argument holds water much anymore. Stupid internet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ruined everything. Thanks, Al Gore. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, my goodness. You know, this. I, I mentioned this in the opening, and I, and I didn't mention Masters Week, and I should have. But this day, it, it, it's still a great day. It's one of the greatest days in sports. But, oh, it, yeah. but it, you, it, it used to encapsulate Major League Baseball's opening day as well until opening a, a, few, yeah, a right. few years yeah. ago they moved opening day back to Thursday and, and, and changed the – the, the structure of the schedule a little bit, but this used to be Major League Baseball's opening day, the NCAA tournament championship game at night, which still is this evening, and then uh, obviously the, the beginning of Masters Week. So it's still a fantastic week, and, and it's the fourth day of Major League Baseball. But uh, when, when you started talking about the best days, single days in the sports calendar throughout the year, this one was hard to beat. This one was hard to yep. beat. So, yeah, that's the Definitely. point. That's the point where you're supposed to step in and say something. Well, I'm not the best color man in the league for nothing. <laughs> that's right. Line drive, caught. <laughs> no, I agree. I agree with. I, I, who can who can disagree with that? I mean, it uh, it truly is. Uh, and especially after Saturday, I mean, 
Baylor just pretty much destroyed Houston in the first game, very unwatchable game. And then we went to the opposite end of the spectrum in the second game. Yeah, one of the all timers. Total waste of, I don't know how much time they wasted between games, but it was an hour and a half. It was mm. stupid. Just let's just play the games. You know, let's quit trying to entertain us too. We want the basketball. We don't want anything else. And, uh, but that game was something else now. I don't know about you, Dan Scott, but, you know, people immediately were like, Greatest college basketball game ever played. Uh, it's num still number two in my book, but uh, I mean, NC State Maryland ACC championship game, where the loser stayed home and the winner went to the NCAA tournament was, and it was just still the best game I've ever seen. But that one was darn near close. Well, was, I, I I still think that. The, the Duke Kentucky Regional Championship game. Yeah. Maybe yeah. be the best one. Just one. be remembered for just a unbelievable final play. How you allow somebody to throw a three quarter court pass and take one dribble, turn around and fire um, with one second. But um, in overtime. Yeah. I mean, those, those three are kind of in the, those are the three that are in the conversation as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, so so that it was great, and you know we were driving back actually from, um, from our Furman football game down in beautiful Macon, Georgia. Um, <laughs> you you caught that? Did, did you come you? back through? Did you come back through Athens? Oh yes, or did you yes, come back no, Atlanta. No, I, yeah, I, exactly. You got to come back through Monticello and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and, and uh, the the hometown of the legendary Furman Sports Information Director Hunter Reed, Madison, yes. Georgia. Yeah. So. Which, which Is what Georgia? I thought Madison, Madison, Madison County. Yeah. yeah, we went. Well, I had a little conversation with him last week. He um, he had people in Thomasville, Georgia, mm-hmm. which is extreme southwest corner of Georgia. And my dad was born and raised in Moultrie, Georgia, which is uh, a few miles from Thomasville, but in the same general neighborhood. And he wrote me back. He said, "Oh yeah, I wish I had a dollar for every time I'd ridden through Moultrie." So. And and you and you don't uh, you don't see much of Moultrie riding through it. I mean, don't, don't blink. Um, but but the other thing I always tell people is going to Moultrie. Once you get off the interstate there at Tifton, you have to go through Alpha and Omega, Georgia. So I have it. It is the close begin- to the end of the world. The beginning and the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I I told Hunter. Uh, there's the the bypass you you don't go through downtown Madison unless you turn to go there. But I told him that we right. were we were going to go through downtown and look for the Hunter Reed statue, and he told me not to mm-hmm. waste my time. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, we were driving back, so I had to listen to the game on the radio uh, on Westwood One's broadcast. Kevin Kugler was doing the play by play, and PJ Carlissimo and Jim Jackson were providing the uh, the commentary. And it wasn't bad. Um, you know, three people on a radio broadcast is a bit much, especially for basketball. So Kugler almost had to do part of it like it was a television broadcast to give those guys time to say some things, which meant that you weren't getting all of the action like you should be in a basketball broadcast. And he didn't give the score as often as I would have liked. But all things considered, uh, you got the sense of the drama that was happening. I, I thought they did a good job uh, of, of painting that picture. And, and uh, I got home in time to see the end. 
got home yeah. in time to see the shot. So, uh, you know, it, it wasn't, uh, wasn't all bad. UCLA cannot play any better. I, I just really believe that. I just don't think they can play any better than they played. And, you know, when was the last time I, I didn't, I did not put my eyes on the final stats, but I believe both teams finished over 50% from the field. And, uh, it was a, uh, it was just terrific. I mean, it was two teams really getting after each other. And, uh, so tonight will be very interesting because Baylor is defensive minded. Um, the Zags, of course, they grab it and go and, um, they don't, they whip it around and, um, yeah, is there going to be some hangover from Saturday, uh, overtime, dramatic finish. You gave it everything you had to stay undefeated. And now you got one game left to, to be the first undefeated team since Indiana in 76. Yeah. See, now I, I think this is actually going to help Gonzaga. Do you really? Yeah. And, and the reason being see, is. See, I see it. Of course, I see it right. more as a negative. Yeah, of, course, of course you do. That's, that's the Eeyore in you. But uh, I, I, I see this as a positive for Gonzaga because they had not been in a close game all year. Not one. Well, that's true. Not that's one. True. So they had they, they had not been every tested. Every game but one was double digits. Yeah, they, they had not been tested. They had not been pushed to the limit. And, and they got pushed to the limit on the absolute biggest stage. And they they survived. So to me, that question now is answered. So in a close game in this championship game, are they going to fold because they haven't been in a close game all year and, and on the biggest stage that you have in college basketball? To me, the answer is no because they had it in the national semifinal. They had it in the final four. So I, I think that that question, if anybody was raising it, has now been answered. Right. At well, least in my mind. We'll see. How's your bracket uh, look? Yeah. Well, you know, actually, on one of the yahoos, I I got the – I did get Gonzaga and, and Baylor, and I've got Gonzaga winning, but it, it, it was a – it was a bloodbath getting there. <laughs> uh, there, there wasn't a whole lot. I don't know. I, I, I went through a minefield to get those two teams to the final, to the final. But uh, it was a. I mean, this was a tough year, uh, tougher than most. I, I sat down and, like most people, did five or six brackets, and most of them came out the same way every time. I just, it was just. You couldn't find an upset, and then of course there were upsets all over the place. Right. So, well, um, uh, Tom and I, going back the uh, the week the tournament started, so what's that? Two weeks ago, we we, we did a throwback to the old days of the the uh, Dan Scott Radio Show in Clemson, and we picked our bracket live on the air mm-hmm. during du- during this during this broadcast, and uh, you know with with no with no research or or forethought, which is how I seem to operate, well, good or bad. Way, that's the way you normally operate. Yeah, so. and, and I got Gonzaga and Baylor in the championship game and Gonzaga mm-hmm. winning it all. I ended up getting two of my final four because I had Michigan. I had all four number ones getting there, and I didn't do that intentionally. Right, uh, right. Because exactly. we, because we know that never happens. It's happened maybe once or twice since the, the field went to 64. The, to me, the biggest 
story of the tournament was we all bought into the Big Ten hype and we all totally discounted the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. And how the Pac-12 teams performed in this tournament, I think, is is pretty amazing considering that's probably the most restricted part of the country right now. And um, But they those teams apparently adapted better. I'm sure that had something to do with it. I mean, at, at the point where they lock you down in Indianapolis and you're sitting in your hotel room by yourself most of the day, I imagine it, it really wears on you. So I, uh, uh, and the ACC, I mean, without right, Georgia Tech was toast and North Carolina was so inconsistent this year. And, um, Virginia didn't really have a chance considering they had to pass a test, one practice, and then play. I still thought they might beat Ohio, but wouldn't go any further than that. But so their season kind of came to a disappointing finish. And then Florida State, I don't know what happened to them. The last three or four weeks of the season, they just they they looked like they had not practiced or prepared or anything. They just they just kind of rolled the ball out there and and then they threw the ball all over the place. I mean, turnovers were just a unbelievable issue their last four or five games. They just could not hold on to the basketball. So, hmm. And then Clemson, yeah, it was 7-10 game. Both teams are defensive-minded. And we all know um, the object of the game is to score the ball, and the Tigers have trouble with that every once in a while. And that was one of the games where they – couldn't put the ball in the hole. So, well, when Adios, we muchachos. when we come back uh, for the the uh, the next segment, I want to talk a little bit about from your perspective the state of Clemson basketball. I want to get your thoughts on Roy Williams uh, announcing his retirement and uh, talk a little Major League Baseball opening day. So we've got a lot to get to as we continue here, and uh, let's take a break. We'll come back and and keep rolling along on the show and the podcast right after this. Sometimes in life, you simply need to treat yourself to the best. And every time you lift a refreshing soda from Hank's Beverages to your lips, you're simply already a winner. It doesn't matter if it's a root beer, orange cream, vanilla cream, black cherry, or grape soda. There's a reason Hank's Beverages has been known as Philly's best for well more than a decade. Find Hank's online at hanksbeverages.net or you can find their product here in the upstate at Ingalls Supermarkets, Lowe's Grocery Stores, and Harris Teeter. You might know that State Farm agent Ed Patterson has great service. He's your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates too? Yep, that's right. Along with good neighbor service, State Farm agent Ed Patterson has surprisingly great rates for everyone in Greenville. So call State Farm agent Ed Patterson at 864-322-0031 for your surprisingly great rates today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to State Farm underwriting requirements. Merrily, we roll along. And who is Mary Lee, you're asking yourself? Well, I don't know, but Cobb Oxford is here. Related to Stagger Lee? Yeah, something along those lines. Uh, speaking of speaking of our dear friend Stagger Lee, Lee Harper, my former producer uh, in the uh, radio talk show days, uh, he, he is uh, 
having another surgery, I think a shoulder surgery, oh. and, and he's been having surgeries, one thing or another, or falling and breaking something. And I told him the other day, I said, well, you know, let's look at it this way, you know, a couple more surgeries and you'll, you know, have completely new parts. <laughs> you, oh, you'll be a completely new man. Truly but, nice guy. Oh, he's just incredible. I, I was re referring to him and also, of course, it, was it Lloyd Price? Yes. The great old Lloyd Price song, yeah. yeah so. the, the, and the, I'm sure that's where that nickname came from. Exactly. So. Uh, that that <laughs> and anybody who listened to the show knew that I blamed him for everything that went wrong, and that's how sta Staggerly came along. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, so, so very quickly, before we move on to some other things uh, with a little more of a, a broader appeal, I... Uh, you closed out the last segment talking a little bit about Clemson uh, basketball in the NCAA tournament, losing the first round to Rutgers. What's your opinion? Because I know that uh, you have been a big Brownell backer. What's your opinion on the overall state of the basketball program? What was this four NCAA tournaments in 11 years now? Is that accurate? Um, I think it's three, three, three. Okay. But, but I mean, in, in an NIT, made a run they made a run to um new york so that was but um no i'm still there there are a lot of people screaming well and i say a lot of people a a segment of people the lunatic French change yeah exactly um the same people that um are now they've jumped off of brad and now they're jumping on Dabo to hurry up and get into the transfer portal and get a quarterback um, after what happened, uh, Puma John, uh, Saturday. Um, but I, no, I, I think if you look at it and at the, at the season, um, just a really good start. I mean, you beat some really good teams. The schedule was overly challenging in the preseason and, um, they got through it. I mean, they beat. Purdue, they beat Alabama, they beat, uh, um, uh, they had a really nice resume um, going into January, and then they hit the first pause, which, you know, you, you hoped you could avoid, and then that just kind of disrupted everything. They um, played horrible for a week and a half, and then kind of got it back together, and then had another pause, and uh, came back and Beating Georgia Tech at home was a big win, and um, uh, but yeah, it it was overall. I think you couldn't ask for much more. I don't think uh, expectations were pretty high because they were they were deep in guards, and you had Amir Sims, and um, so I I thought the season went well. Yeah, yeah, everybody's going to remember how you finish, but um, it was. Um, I, I think he's done the job, and um, he. Um, I think he's a he's a really good coach, and we're getting ready to see a change in the guard in the ACC. Um, but on the other hand, just like everybody else, you're having to deal with the transfer portal, and people are pushing the panic button. Oh, and people don't want to play for Brownell. No, the program's falling apart. Blah blah. Well, just look around college basketball. There's now, I think well over a thousand players in the transfer portal. Um, I think North Carolina, I know I read Georgia has three. I think North Carolina's got two or three. I mean, it's happening everywhere. 
Um, and you kind of both know what it is. It's not because they want to change their major. Um, if they're sitting on the bench, then they want to go somewhere else to play. Um, I saw the Newman transfer coming. Something happened midseason. He kind of, I don't know, he got in the doghouse somehow. Uh, and just his playing time just disappeared. I liked Newman. I thought he played hard. I thought he added something when he played. Uh, but he's going to uh, – you're going to see him next year. Um, uh, he announced uh, over the weekend he will be going home to Greensboro. So um, uh, he'll be playing at UNCG. And uh, well, the Clyde, Clyde Trapp, Clyde got his Clyde got his degree from Clemson. He's going to go play his fifth year somewhere else. People pushing the panic button on that. Uh, the one that really hurt was the um, the kid out of Canada, the Prosper kid. Um, he, I think, he had a chance to to really develop into something, but he just decided. I guess I don't I don't even know if he played in the last five or six games. If he did, he didn't play much. And I guess he that was just kind of tipped the scales, and he decided to go on somewhere else. So, but I I don't think. On the other hand, there have been few coaches in the country that have done better with the transfer portal than than Brad Brownell. He has he has done a good job of mining the portal in the past with Mark Donnell and Marquise Reed and um, the players that he's picked up off the portal have generally worked out. So it's just the game we're dealing with now. It it's it's kind of gone from recruiting high school players. To know now you got to recruit the AAU circuit. You got to know somebody there. And now it's like, no, now you got to recruit the transfer portal and you have to recruit your own players, the ones you want to keep from entering the transfer portal. So I, I, I can see why Roy Williams threw the towel in. I really do. I, I think that's what he was talking about when he's like, I'm no longer the man for this job because it isn't recruit and build anymore it's recruit and hang on and re-recruit and re-recruit and that would get old so your thoughts on i i know there's no uh no love loss between you and, and north carolina as a brand um but uh you, you've got a guy stepping down who has been at the top of his profession for 33 years 70 years old and not the oldest coach in this league no, and that's just it. This I this is the first domino to go. Uh, you got Larinaga at Miami. You got um, Bayheim at Syracuse. You got Shashevsky. I heard some national radio guy say last week. I was listening. He says he he wouldn't be surprised if Shashevsky went until he was eighty. Um, I I think it could be a situation where. Okay, who's going to retire? Are you going to retire? Or Leonard Hamilton. Leonard Hamilton at Florida State. I mean, we think Leonard Hamilton is 40-something years old, but he's 72. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's amazing the age of the coaches in this league. And uh, you know, maybe they were just – one of them was waiting on the other one to, to do something. But I imagine the, the wild, wild west that college basketball has become is going to um, – I'd rather go play golf than have to deal with that. And I think that's essentially what Roy did. Um, well, it's I, it's going to be intriguing to see what direction the Tar Heels go. Bubba Cunningham, this is going to be the defining hire 
of his career at North Carolina as the athletic director without any without any question at all, much like Terry Don Phillips and his hiring of, of Dabo Sweeney and taking the chance there and knowing that his legacy was going to be tied to the success or failure of that hire, and we know how that's turned out. Who does he go get? There, there's some speculation. You mentioned uh, the young man Newman from Clemson transferring to UNCG to play in Greensboro. Will he be playing for Wes Miller there? Or will he be playing for somebody else? Because Wes Miller is listed as one of the candidates and maybe one of the leading candidates for the North Carolina job. He's a Tar Heel. He has had a, a very good 11-year run at UNCG. It didn't start so well, but they had patience with him. And once he, once he got things rolling there and once they committed to playing defense in, I think, his sixth year, these last five or six seasons, they have been just a phenomenal mid-major basketball program. Um, mm-hmm. so, so there's some question as to whether they would make that higher. Um, you, you, do they stay within the North Carolina family, which he would obviously fit that bill, or does Bubba Cunningham go outside the, the baby blue family lineage to find somebody? This is going to be an interesting hire. I have absolutely zero insight in – you know, I really never have. Really don't care who they hire. I just hope <laughs> he can't coach. But <laughs> but they uh you know, my buddy my buddy Mark Packer, I think is all over it. He said there's three guys that Bubba Cunningham ought to call and and make them say no. And that was a few uh Jay Wright and Brad Stevens. Just give them a phone call, and uh, then I think it goes back within the family. And I, and I hear, I've heard, you know, you hear the names uh, Stackhouse, which ain't gonna happen because he's he's been a total flop at Vanderbilt. I mean, but who wouldn't be a flop flop at Vanderbilt? But still, I just don't see that happening. I I think if they're gonna stay inside the family, I think. I think the the needle points to Hubert Davis, who has been on the bench with Roy for several years now after leaving a Cush TV gig. And, uh, of course, was a really good player at North Carolina. And uh, they uh, they that would be, I think, the in-house choice. But um, I don't think you're going to see a mid-major guy. I don't think you're going to see uh, – they're just too – they're too snooty for that. They're gonna hire. They're gonna hire. They're gonna throw a bunch of money at somebody who's been ultra successful somewhere else, or they're gonna. They're gonna do what they've always done, which is give it to somebody who wore the uniform or uh, coached with Coach Smith or played around to golf with Coach Smith. They're not. Gonna, they're just not gonna. They're just real tight like that. So, so you don't think that that Wes Miller's North Carolina pedigree and what he's done in eleven seasons at UNCG, you don't think that he's going to get a sniff? Mm-mm. I'm mean, totally wrong. I mean, I I agree with you. I've seen UNCG. Uh, I think they're really they 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 are really good basketball team. And um, but I just think this. I think the way they think, they want. They want uh, they want some high cotton experience, and uh, 
a few I, I understand a few and Roy were good buddies and um why why would Mark knows? why would Mark Few leave Gonzaga? Well, that's a good yeah, exactly. I mean, why why would uh yeah, right. I mean, you you got it made why would you you're the, you're the king you're the king of the hill and 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 yeah. obvi- obviously about to be the king of the biggest hill if you win tonight uh, well but you know what do you always a, hear about i mean yeah and you and you just like clemson gets ripped for playing in the acc in football well clemson's won the national championship playing in the acc i mean he wins tonight you know what do you always hear about gonzaga well the conference is weak they play in the west coast conference and there's nobody in that league, yada yada. Well, you know, if they win the national championship, who cares? Well, they also play a, a pretty good year in and year out yeah. national non conference yeah, schedule. Do. And they and they have the number one recruit in the country going to Gonzaga this coming year. So yeah. uh, you know. Well, may, that's may, where maybe. they make it too. They they schedule outside the league. They do schedule some big games outside the league, and they, I mean, he doesn't he doesn't shy away from anybody. And, and I'm uh, not and I'm and I'm not saying that that you know after 30, 33 years there and twenty two as the head coach that maybe Mark Few's not looking for a different challenge. But if you just put it into one program versus the other program perspective, he's at a place right now where he's got it rolling. There there's no competition on campus from from any other sport he has built that thing they they worship the ground he walks on and and if he goes to north carolina he's going to be going into a a a situation where even if he wins a national championship at gonzaga the expectations are going to be so much higher at north carolina than they are at gonzaga because of the blue blood quote unquote uh, the the conference is going to be different. The the pressure from the fans is going to be different, and you know, again, maybe maybe he's looking for that kind of challenge at this juncture of his career. I I just don't see it. I mean, he's got it rolling out there. He's got everything in his favor. Why would you give that up? I agree with you. I, I think every point you made is valid. But then you got this. Yes. Yeah. I, I understand. You have you have logic, yeah. and then you have cash. I, I, I mean, understand. Why, okay, you win the you win tonight. You win the national championship at Gonzaga. You know what do you what do you got left to do there? You know why not win, win it again? Well, yeah, there's always that, but still, I mean, it's like go go get one of the real blue blood programs, and let's. I mean, you got Michael Jordan. You know, I mean, I mean, you got all that history. You got, I mean, you, you should be able to to build a unbelievable. No, I, I think team. he, I, I think he would and be. Successful. They've been, and they've been, they've been wobbling. Well, I mean, they were terrible last year. Um, they really weren't that much better this year. I mean, when they came to Little John, I'm sitting there. I mean, I was actually in the building, and physically. That's one of the most impressive basketball teams I've seen this year. They had three big guys that, I mean, they're slated for the NBA. I mean, they, I was like, got no shot. And Clemson just controlled the game, the whole game. And it was the worst shooting North Carolina team I've ever seen. Mm. Look, North I, Carolina I, always had a an Ellington or somebody yeah. who just 
go brain dead against Clemson and throw it in from the popcorn stand, you know, and just keep making it. And just, oh, he can't make another one. Oh, my gosh, he made another one. You know, I mean, it was just – but they didn't have that. They don't have that. And uh, it's just hard to build consistency and continuity now when a kid signs with you and they say, well, I'm going to only be here a year. So – What's in it for me? And, and, that's, and, that's your problem. And, and again, and speaking of brain dead, that's that's Kyle Box for joining us on our uh, get together here today. Oh wow! <laughs> well, I, 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 am I getting paid for this? I, I I hadn't transitioned and reminded folks who you are yet, and that just gave me the opening to do so. Your, your words, pal, not mine. Um, and, and then that's something that I that Mark Few may have to deal with to a certain degree at Gonzaga but I don't think he would deal with it to the degree he would as the head coach at North Carolina. Right. So, so I mean, I, look, there will be a lot of advantages to doing. I just don't see if, if you're at a place where you are absolutely loved and, and you're having the success you're having and, and everything along that, unless he's just bored and looking well, for a Jay new Wright, career challenge. Jay Wright's the same situation at Villanova. I mean, he, I mean, he's like, he's like locked in. I mean, he, it's a it's it is a fit just like few mm-hmm. at Gonzaga the 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 third guy Brad Stevens I mean the Celtics stink I mean I don't watch the NBA I kind of occasionally put an eye to it but well I've, st- all st- I've st- seen st- is st- losing st- in Boston is, uh, and I know I know that doesn't last long in Boston well so. but some context stink is a tough is a bit of a harsh word. I think they're a, a game or two above 500, and they have been to the conference finals. I think two of the last three years, or something like that. They stink this year. So, so that <laughs> they're they're in a battle with the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, okay, they're I, not, I understand. They're not going anywhere. I, I understand, but my point is that it's not like they they have been the Atlanta they're Hawks. They're not like they're the last, ten and thirty. Right. No, that that. That that really stinks. They just kind of stink. <laughs> so, I mean, but you expect the Boston Celtics to be. Oh, and I forgot. I'm talking to a Celtic fan. But you expect the Boston Celtics to be one or two in the East. You know, I, I agree, a hundred percent. But my point uh, is, they have been one or two in the East while Stevens has been there. So it's not like he's been a flop. He yeah. he, he has had some success. Hasn't won the NBA title yet. But, but. you got to figure. And you got to figure Indiana lobbed him a phone call, maybe. But you talk about an odd hire. I mean, yeah, Mike Woodson played in Indiana, but he hasn't he hasn't coached college basketball. So you know, I, you know who I would have hired if I was Indiana, who? Uh, sixty eight years old or not? I would have hired John Beeline. Yeah, John. Yeah, that's in. That would be in. That would be intriguing. John. John. John, um, John Beeline can flat coach. He took West Virginia. Yeah, oh, he, yeah. took, he took West Virginia to the Final yeah, Four. Yeah. He had that that run at Michigan, and then for some reason decided he wanted to go to the NBA, and that lasted less than a season. He's out there at age sixty-eight. I know, but you know, we just talked about the number of coaches at in the ACC who are well beyond that and who are yeah. still going strong. At least that, get six or seven years. That, that's yeah. the, that's the guy I would have called if Indiana well, wanted to, if Indiana wanted to resurrect his basketball program. That's the guy. That I would have called, but again, could they, have lobbed Patino a phone call. You know, the minute Rick Patino says, "Oh, I'm staying at Iona," you know, he's like, <laughs> "Yeah, on, boys, reel them in." <laughs> I'm fishing. I'm fishing. I'd love to go somewhere else other than Iona. 
But I mean, if you get, I own, I mean, and I watched good for some reason, I watched some of that game and that was not a bad basketball team. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, he's got a ton of baggage, but man, he can coach. Oh, there's, there's he's no got, question. he's got more baggage than you all could carry. But yeah, the guy, the guy knows how to coach yeah. and, uh, and he's made people mad everywhere along the way. So, well, uh, I, we, we've got, uh, two or three minutes before we have to, to wrap it up and we have not gotten to major league baseball yet. And, and I noticed, uh, when we were just getting, setting this up before we started, you're already three games into the season in full panic mode over oh, the yeah. Atlanta Braves. Push the button, trade everybody. Let's go call up somebody <laughs> from Gwinnett. Let's, let's straighten this mess out. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I, allegedly, the Braves have the pieces to win the East, they say. And uh, so we'll see. I, uh, it was not a good weekend. And uh, Well, they did start Owen, and I can't believe I'm defending the Braves. I think I saw your boys, your boys, what, won a series and had an all-out brawl and had all kind of fun at the ball yard this weekend. It was good, it was good to see, too. Good, good to see. Good to see. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm glad they're playing with an edge because you know the Cardinals have been our, our nemesis in that division, and we did. We, we lost opening day, but bounced back. Won the next two, uh, convincingly. Scored 27 runs in the three games. Nick Castellanos uh, touched off a, a little brouhaha uh, when he, he he got hit by a pitch and didn't take that kindly. And then ended up in, in that inning scoring on a wild pitch, and and he flexed over the pitcher. As, as he scored because it was a close play at the plate, he got up and he. Oh, and, is that what started it? Yeah, and he, he got I didn't a, see it. Well, he got up and he flexed, and 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 then of course the the guy who really started it was Yadier Molina, who came and shoved him from behind after he flexed over the pitcher. Oh. So, and, and and Castellanos got ejected. But the point is, I liked it. Hey, baby, let's roll. You know, show, right. show a little yeah, fire, exactly. show a little spirit against this team right. that's been your nemesis. Let's right. let's do it. So, Play big or go home. Exactly. You know, so, I mean, I just so we're you know I I, I like it. We're and, two we're two uh, and one. Shut the season down now. We got a winning record for back to back years. We're good. Let's go. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, but it's um, it's early. Obviously, uh, the Braves got canceled today because the uh, Nationals got the COVID, but they are going to play tomorrow. So. I, it, it's amazing to me how very little we've talked about that so far. I mean, I guess as we get into the season, it'll pop up more and more. But, you know, I would think between people getting vaccinated and all of the numbers show most places that it's going down. So I uh, I know the Braves, I think, are going to increase their uh, stadium capacity here shortly. So, um, uh Let's see. I, I just think it's hard watching sports without fans. It really is. I. Uh, well, you listen uh, to the players. It's hard playing it without fans. Yeah, and and, and, they, I, and they have come to realize that. Yeah, it's like it's playing it under glass. You know, with fake crowd noise and everything else, and it's just, uh, it's just not the same. And and let's open it up. If you want to go to the ball game, go to the ball game. If you don't want to go to the ball game, don't go. I mean, it's. It's that simple. Yeah. So I got you. Anything else on your uh, on your no, wide, just wide ranging mind? Week. Uh, you know, a lot of people uh, a lot of people like Dustin Johnson. Who who, who won it when they played back in? But was Johnson. It, uh, Dustin Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. 
So yeah, if, if, yeah. if he doesn't repeat, he's going to be the shortest reigning Masters champion yes, in history. Yes, that would be correct. That yeah. would be correct. And uh, and then, uh, but and now a lot of people have got excited about Jordan Spieth, who broke a like a three-year drought yesterday in Texas, and uh, apparently has found his game again. And uh, and he he had some very early success at Augusta, so um, Spieth will get some run. And then Justin Thomas, of course, has been playing very well. So I think a lot of people are pointing toward those three. Um, so who who are you taking? As we wrap it up, who you got? I'll um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with DJ. I, I'd like to see that happen. I think that'd be kind of cool to win two Masters in a five month period. Interesting. We'll see if it happens. And Matt. a South Carolina, you know. Yeah. He, although he said disparaging things about Clemson, but he is from South Carolina, so let's go for him. You give him a pass this once. Yep, right? Give him a pass this once. All right. So that Masters week. Baseball opening week continues. NCAA championship game tonight as we're recording this. It is a great time to be a sports fan and slowly but surely kind of heading back towards that normal level of abnormality, as I said. It's been good to catch up with you. Can you you put us on your schedule for Monday mornings now? We need to do this more than every nine months. Well, I'm here every Monday at 9 o'clock recording. All right, well, just put me on your calendar. All right, now, that's what you say until it snows in Pendleton in Maybe August. Maybe we can get Dory off of the pickleball court. Yeah, what, what, a, what an excuse. Give us some of her insight. Man, yeah. I tell you what now, Dan, you, you've there was snow in Pendleton, but I guarantee you pickleball at 9 o'clock on Monday morning absolutely trumps snow in Pendleton. <laughs> There's no doubt. It's not even close. That's why. Um, that's why Dory I, could not be here this morning, folks. She, she said is she the had, winner. She is the absolute winner, and <laughs> I bow down to her greatness. The, and and the, the the sheer audacity of being willing to say that, you know. The, oh no, that's the, just it. She didn't hide it. it was like, I got to work, or I got to do this, or uh, no, no, I got to play pickleball <laughs> instead of talk to Dan Scott. And you know what? There, there, there might be a little message there for me in that. So <laughs> there might be. Yeah. Cobb, enjoy it. And I uh, did too. I Always do good ex- to talk to I you. I do God expect everyone. you. Maybe we'll have the entire band together on Monday of next week. That'd be great. That'd right. be great. We'll be back to close it out right after this. I want to take just a moment here to tell you about my friend chiropractor Brian Dooley and Pickens Family Chiropractic in downtown Pickens, South Carolina. He's been my chiropractor. I had some issues a number of years ago and went to him. He has the most modern technology, computerized posture and spinal scans. He took care of my issues. He will take care of yours as well. He's been serving the entire family with chiropractic services since 2007. To lead your best life, you need a healthy spine. Hit a home run for your health with chiropractic care. From Brian Dooley and Pickens Family Chiropractic. You can find more at the website pickensfamilychiropractic.com or call 864-898-3300. That's 864-898-3300. You can also schedule appointments online via the Facebook page Pickens Family Chiropractic LLC. Brian Dooley and Pickens Family Chiropractic. Tell them Dan Scott sent you.
All right, we are back to put a wrap on episode 31 of Grumpy Old Broadcasters. Our thanks to Kyle Boxer. Good to have him back, and hopefully we're going to get he and Dory, and of course Tom's been here, and get the whole band back together, and Dave in with us, and get everything rolling again on a regular basis. But good to to uh, spend some time with Kyle Oxford on the uh, podcast here today. I'll, I'll just remind you as we get set to wrap it up that the uh, podcast is presented by Tadaro Pizza, uh, the uh, Markley Street location in Greenville, South Carolina, just down from Floorfield, tadaropizza.com, T-O-D-A-R-O pizza.com is the website. You can find them on Facebook at Tadaro Pizza Greenville, and uh, you will uh, you will not be sorry when it comes time to uh, uh, have what I call bucket list pizza. It is phenomenal. Also, thanks to uh, Motive Gym and our American Ninja Warrior, uh, Booty Cothran, and the folks over there. Ed Patterson, your state farm agent, uh, Brian Dooley and Pickens Family Chiropractic, uh, Hank's Beverage, the Hall of Fame Sports Grill in Greenville on Wayne Hampton Boulevard, and Atlanta Bragg Company in Cherrydale. Thank them for stepping up and uh, joining the podcast family as well. And soon to be added to that, my good friend Scott Fowler and Guaranteed Rate. Can't wait to start telling you about him. Listen, you folks have a great uh, rest of your week. We'll be back with another edition of the podcast next week. Looking forward to uh, hanging out with you and hopefully, as I said, having the entire band back together. Between now and then, coming off of Easter and everything we celebrate there, I'll remind you to go make a difference in somebody else's life. And until next time, I'm Dan Scott saying God bless you and so long, everybody.